podcast to magically disappoint your parents. Our parents. Everyone's parents. Yikes. So how's it going, Nicole? It's going great. What's new? What's good? Tell me um, all about your life. I just noticed that I have the timer set for five minutes instead of 30. <laughs> so if it dings, you know, <laughs> you'll know we're not droids, we're humans. <laughs> Wait, let me do it. Don't worry, don't worry. Yikes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. We'll, we'll be okay. If you hadn't heard an alarm on our episode, um, then you don't. You're listening to the wrong um, podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've we've just turned it off. Anywho, um, so we've been we've been around town helping out the community. Yeah. We uh. <laughs> will, will you tell our listeners what the hell we've been doing? So this weekend was the first Las Vegas uh, Women of Color Festival. Which was amazing. Right. By the way, um, Jean got to, um, what, they, like, gave you a space? Yeah, so they activated the art faculty, uh, the Women of Color art faculty, and they're like, who wants to join us? About seven of us were like, let's do it, which there are actually more Women of Color art faculty over there, but maybe next year you'll consider doing things. <laughs> it, was a, it was a really good opportunity, I think. I'll, and you... You let me tag along. Yeah. For, um, uh, let's preface that. There was more more than tagging along. Like, um, I would say Nicole is my backbone in a flurry oh, between events. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. Um, don't ever think that uh, merchandising is not a skill because it was. Uh, shout out to my retail experience. Yes. Don't discount that. Also, we, um, in moving on besides the festival and the awesome zines that were made uh, during the workshop, we saw a little bit of a Filipino touch uh, or theory that we have. There was somewhat of a Kamayan uh, on the food spread during the opening night. Do you want to expand on that? Um, it looked like, yeah, like it was a charcuterie that had a little bit of a Pinoy influence. On it. There was even stikos, which is a Pinoy treat, like a chocolate swirly thing. Yeah, I, but I guess those are like, are those pyrolines? Is that like is that a, what they're called? I don't know what I the European name is. Yeah, I call them stikos. <laughs> but yeah, they had a they had a charcuterie um, that has all your classic like fancy cheeses and whatever. But they were underneath banana leaves, which I thought was. I mean, I was hungry, so it was yeah. cool. I was glad. I was thankful that it was there. <clears throat> I, I like that aesthetic, so I'm going to take ownership that it was a somewhat of a Kamayan. <laughs> um, I ate all the mushrooms, so in case anyone's wondering where all the mushrooms went that evening, they're gone. Wow. All right, wow. so we are super excited. We are introducing our friend, Vera Blossom. Hello. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh, uh, it was a fast friendship, fast friendship with Vera. Yeah. I was like, please, yeah. let's hang out all the time. I'm like, yes, I would love to. <laughs> We're like, let's make this a monthly thing on our, um, <laughs> on our day jobs. I feel like if you if you saw that, it was like the most annoying version of two Virgos. Like, <laughs> Uh, like literally immediately trying to make plans and like but being super considerate <laughs> oh wow i think like i think we're both feeling out like how much of like how many projects we can plan in the first time we ever meet yes <laughs> and there was like are you do you like podcasts yeah <laughs> i was like yes yes it was um i don't know how you say it like soulmate friendship or serendipitous yeah. it was yeah. that yeah i feel that it was awesome, and I, yeah, I'm really glad you agreed in our short-term friendship <laughs> to be here. You know us, we just, Virgos just are so transparent and big and personality, so. Um, 
I feel like I already know you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, here my my big three: Ooh. Virgo Sun, Cancer Moon, and Capricorn Rising. Ooh, Cancer Moon. Yeah. And astro poets told me that my biggest insecurity as a Cancer Moon is that I give everyone my heart wrapped up like a Werther's original. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> like a Werther's original. Wow. That's some detail. Uh, like, honestly, I feel that in my core. Just, like, so yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're so giving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it feels like a bad thing, but meeting you, it feels like a good thing. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> I rarely meet people, and I'll, you know, I attest to the two people here, um, Nicole and Vera, like, the consideration of feelings in a constant uh, way not like oh whatever you do this for me goodbye you know mm. never speak to you again mm. so um, <laughs> yeah before we jump into the topic that uh, Vera wanted to talk about which is found family who are you tell us all about yourself <laughs> oh my god I'm so bad at introductions um, my name is Vera Blossom um, I'm the new executive assistant at uh, the Black Mountain Institute which is a literary nonprofit. Yeah. yeah. Um, we published the Believer magazine, and I'm assistant comics editor there as well. And then, um, just because I love homework, I'm also a freelance writer, so I'm just always reading. Yes. <laughs> That's basically me. That's my profession. Right. <laughs> Any questions for Vera Cole? Yeah. What are your pronouns? Uh, she, they. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, where are you from? Um, so I was born in Daly City, California. Whoa! Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Is that uh, beer? Yeah, it is beer. Okay. <laughs> that is hella, babe. I thought I was going to lose fans. It's literally Little Manila. It's like the <laughs> highest concentration of Filipinos besides the Philippines. <laughs> um, I lived there, I think, on and off for like 10 years um, from birth to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tween-ish. And then I've been living here in Las Vegas since I was like 10. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What a difference for both of you from the bay to the city <laughs> to the desert. Yeah, to the desert. It's expensive out there. It's impossible. Yeah. When I first moved here, I, I had like sad homesick daydreams about the smell of the ocean. Mm. And I used to live on a hill that would like as soon as you turn off of your neighborhood below cul de sac, you could see like the bay and Wow. You know, I literally so would pretty. daydream about that. I was like, I miss it, but I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, you know, working with a believer, you know, you don't really meet a lot of an open creative Filipinx, you know, like, mm. so the fact that you hold that position mm-hmm. is a huge stride for our city. So Thanks. here's the key to the city for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Daily City, huh? Is the, do, you, do you have a thing to add about, like, having interacted with that part of uh, well, so I, I'm from Vallejo, mm-hmm. American Canyon-ish. Mm-hmm. Not ish, it, it is American Canyon. <laughs> um, and I never really got to go explore uh, the city mm-hmm. while I lived out there because my parents were like helicopter parents, did not let me out of their sight. And just driving there is, a, it's a trip. Like how um, long? I don't know these things. I mean, it depends on traffic <laughs> and then you have tolls and stuff and like... I grew up like working class, so uh, it wasn't a luxury. So every time I go back as an adult, it's like getting to know um, the Bay Area. So I don't really know much about Daily City, except that there's hella Filipinos there. (laughs) Yes. What's a, what? What's like a normal day in Daly City when you were uh, growing up? Daly City is such a small town. Like it's very like a little conclave. Like 
people I think like to like live and work in that general area mm. but at least back then this is like totally like mm-hmm. barely my memory to claim <laughs> yeah. but it was like all on all of my everyone I knew also had helicopter parents so people weren't really like going to the city they didn't have money to get to the city or the time and they just kind of would skate around it was very suburban kind of like mm. going to the bowling alley and like loitering on sidewalks and, like, ah. <laughs> people don't do enough of that anymore. no I blame the TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's, it was just like any other small town, but everyone was pretty much Filipino. Wow. We would go, I feel like now, like here my experience is like leaving my house and going to the gas station to get like snacks and stuff. But in my childhood home, it was literally leaving the house and going down the street to get Chopau from the Chopau oh. house. And I, was, I missed that place so much. It was wow. like the best Chopau ever in my whole life. <laughs> It's like you can't forget that taste, too, you know, no, that no. signature. <clears throat> um, so I wanted to ask, what is your interaction with being Filipinx? Uh, I feel like I'm still, <laughs> don't, I still don't know. Do like, you feel like there's community for you? or? Well, I, I was actually just, I was, okay, this is me being a nerd now, but I was Ooh. listening to Bruja Baddies, <laughs> and I found myself, like, listening to the backlog, and I was just like, laughing and smiling just to myself and I felt so like I felt like I was in like an old group of friends to like hear people making jokes in like Tagalog and Mm -hmm. like Filipino references and then also queer references I was like oh my god this is what it would feel like if I actually had like a queer Filipino like community like that I was a part of like Mm. not like this like ghostly idea of a community where like we all exist Um. you know on Twitter and stuff yeah and I realized that in my adulthood, I actually, I'm always, like, I'm a proud Filipinax, like, cook Filipino food and, like, look up the history and try and educate mm-hmm. what I know, but I realized that I had not been, like, really immersed in Filipino culture since, like, I had, like, divorced from my family, pretty much, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, That's real. That's yeah. real talk, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, my, my interaction with being Filipinax, I feel like I'm still trying to... Find out what that means for me, you know? Because I'm from the Bay Area, but that was from when I was really young. And there's, like, a lot of Filipinos here, too, so that's kind of my experience. But I've never been to the Philippines, and my parents don't really have an interest in going back to the Philippines. Oh, they, really? They immigrated here when they were, like, teenagers, so... Mm. Okay. Yeah. Really young. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I have It's always like somebody, when we talk about immigration, it's like somebody by occupation has moved over. Yeah. But to know that they were teens is a different story altogether. Yeah. <clears throat> I like the word you use, divorce parents. <laughs> um, yeah, I, in a small segue, um, my mom met Nicole for the first time <laughs> and was really receptive. Aww. Like, yeah. That was, is so sweet. It was really <laughs> sweet. And you know what? I wanted, as we go into this word divorce, it was really cool that my mom told Nicole that we're chis missing. So it kind of had a note of like validation or approval. Like, hey, you know, you're actually continuing a uh, Philippinex tradition yeah. by being chismosos on. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't different. I mean, like, she wasn't like, you're doing academic research. It's like, no, you're, you're, you're a bunch of bees. <laughs> bunch of bees. <laughs> well, I mean, what is, like, academic research is, like, it's like, yeah, it's chismis, but with, like, a theory behind it. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you can also have a theory in your chismis. Like, exactly. I think they're acting this way because XYZ. Oh, shit. 
it's just like <laughs> it's basically like knowledge like gathering and distribution which is... accessible yeah. yeah yeah so like fuck the academy in this building with our institute job yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so I really want to, I want to divulge in the, uh, I don't know if that's the right word, in the divorce, right? Mm. Like, as parents, you know, mm. uh, I think that Nicole and I, I don't want to speak for Nicole, but we've had stages of divorcing our yeah. parents. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> let's dive in. Okay. That's everything we just said. Like, I could, I'm like electrified, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think maybe almost three years out, I will, I've been on my, I'm, how old am I? I'm 23. <laughs> I am oh, I am baby. Yes. <laughs> I, I moved out of my uh, dad's house um, when I was 20, and I stopped talking to him when I was, like, 22. Mm. And I haven't really talked to him at all. I, I don't know where he is. Mm. I don't know what he's up to. Like, he could be anywhere in the world. Um, and my mom, who divorced my dad um, a couple years ago, uh, moved to the Bay Area, for, like, back to the Bay Area. Wow. Um, and I feel like that's almost... She, like, went back to her home country. Yeah. <laughs> there is so far from here. Um, and we still talk, but just, like, the pure distance. Like, I think in that sense, I'm very separated from my... The family I grew up with. And, mm-hmm. like, that sort of... That Filipino community in that context. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I divorced my dad, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, just... Mm. I think there's a lot of things at play and I think it's like parts of it are cultural Mm -hmm. and parts of it are just him as a person right um but I think basically there is sort of this like unhealthy uneven one-way street of a relationship Mm. um and it was just not gonna worry it was not healthy for me and I think there was a point where I realized that it was basically never going to be, like, a two-way street. Mm -hmm. Like, how we were talking about, we met, and we immediately were, like... Yeah. (laughs) There was not that connection. There was definitely, like, seeing me almost as a resource, and I think that's the the line that was drawn. Mm, Okay. And, um, I think just also... Now it's my therapy session. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just, like, the distance between me and my family, like, from my, for my whole life, I think has helped me turn to friends and different kinds of communities for my like social like social needs and I I feel lucky enough to have made friends who are like slightly older than me who like took care of me basically yeah. like emotionally and like like I without them and they were queer of course <laughs> and yeah. that magically where like none of us really <laughs> knew and then like 10 years out like half of us are a different gender than we were when we met <laughs> oh. um, um, that like magic universe where the people just <laughs> bound together and they don't know why <laughs> yet um but they took care of me and i think that's kind of where i realized that family is not necessarily bound to your like My blood, blood yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah wow i've just learned so much in that that like snippet of your life you know because <laughs> like you mentioned when parents see you as a resource right mm. because there's kind of and i don't know if this you can correct me if i'm wrong there's kind of like i brought you here you owe me this great deal of sacrifice as well. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, to just kind of define that as, like, resource. We're a resource. I wonder if that's, like, a... That's a thing that is um, seen with... What am I trying to say? Like, kids of immigrants? Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder if that's just, like, a a universal thing. 
Yeah. I definitely see that. I think as a, as the like the kids of immigrants and also almost just like this more like I guess I don't want to say like this ideal of like communal thinking as opposed to individualistic thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that is fine, but then there's like a line that gets crossed where it's like never ever think about yourself and just think about how you're helping other people. Right, you ex- yeah. continue to expand and yeah. expand. Yeah. And that, I think that is not necessarily the ideal of communal thinking. That's just yeah. you're being exploited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> being in, you're being ex- enslaved, basically, yeah. by your own people. Um, yeah, so I, I got a gist of what found family is. And, like, shout out to your found family. Like, yeah. yeah. They, uh, they sound amazing. Did you meet them here in this city? So, okay, here's my super long story about my best, my best <laughs> friends ever. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I have been just finding more and more I feel like I'm very like the more friends the merry I just like love people mm-hmm. in my life um, <laughs> whatever <laughs> um, so I met them when I was like a little sad 13 year old on the hey. internet and I, I was on this like Pokemon role playing forum and I literally just found like the weirdest I was just like looking for something that was like an interesting like little forum and I was like can I join this and they were really friendly and we became friends over that and we stayed friends. Like, that website doesn't really exist anymore. We Aww. just, like, continued talking over Skype. And we were all relatively young, just, like, across maybe five or seven years. Um, not seven, because they would have been 20. Not seven years. <laughs> um, but relatively close in age. And um, I think we just... I have always been a very, I think, sincere, like, earnest person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always just, like happy to hang out with them and like watch things at the same like count down to one and pl- press play and then like I am each other oh about what God. we're talking about um and new Pokemon games came out and we realized we like other video games and we were all artists and oh. we're still friends to this day um and I only met like I'm they like for some reason so much of them so many of them were in Seattle so when I was like I think 19 or 20 I flew out to Seattle and I met like almost all of them at the same time. How did that feel? It was... Were you nervous? Well, I was nervous, but when we met, it was, like, as if I was just walking in here. I was like, hey, Jean. Like, it was so normal. That is cool. Like, it has... It always (laughs) felt like they were around. So when I went to go actually see them, it was, like, just normal. This reminds me of a previous conversation. I think you brought it up, like, how the queer community can find support on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is, like, the beautiful thing about the internet is... Um, and queer folks is finding community um, online because sometimes if you're from somewhere where there are no queer folks, you will find them virtually. Yeah. Yeah, I I literally cannot imagine my life without having the internet to help me meet those people. Like, I, it's a whole a wholly different story. Yeah, where it's like. I'm glad that there was like no real like catfishing situation. Like, I know I was Ooh. super. I'm gonna nab you in this van, or you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm super glad lucky. that they were like as real as they portrayed online. So, so why is found family important to you and this identity? Well, and I feel like this almost <laughs> goes back to like me interacting with how I am a Philippine ex. Like I feel like there's growing up there was a lot of value put into the family and like communal thinking and like serving your family and in my family in particular my dad had like 12 brothers and sisters and oh. like most of them lived in the bay area <laughs> mm-hmm. and um there's always like different little 
family political fights, <laughs> like power dynamics. You know how it is. Yeah. But every week we'd all still come together for like a huge potluck. Yeah. And so that kind of idea of like everyone coming together and like sharing food and just talking, hanging out. Um, I feel like those were like what just became important to me because that's what I grew up having. Mm. And not having my like the family I was raised with around, like I still wanted to do that. Um, and it's just so important and beautiful, I think, for someone to be surrounded by people who care about them, who can help you when you're down and who you help when they're down and you can have a laugh with. <laughs> like, that's <coughs> the whole, that's the whole thing, you know? Um, so for me, my found family were like the friends that I could watch things with, like virtually at the same time or invite over and like make food and we all just eat and talk. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I mean, I'm, we've experienced found family. We're, you know, and knowing each other, me and Nicole, too, as yeah. found family um, through the Asian American studies. Yeah, through <laughs> through the academy. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's, it's funny, like, the way that the universe will kind of put you in touch with other folks because, yeah, I can't really... Um, it, it is really... Um, I'm having a hard time talking right now, but to have a village, as Dr. Erika Abad will say, that, like, it takes a village to survive, and um, and you said over the weekend that no person is an island, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, yeah, I was, like, saying over the weekend, I'm from an island, but I, I don't operate as an island, so, I like, it makes me think about, like, you know, I have gone to the Philippines, and they're just like, anybody, come eat in my home. Yeah. And, you're, uh, like, on the sidewalk, and you look hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, it's nice to see that that system of um, not, I wouldn't call it quite hospitality, but, like, inclusiveness yeah. can can exist in spaces that aren't it's toxic. Like Amelia kind of. Yes, like, um, yes. It's also very queer, I feel like. Just for me personally, as I've had like just before I got here like specifically here at this position I have now Mm -hmm. and in this room (laughs) I was I mean poor trans brown girl like I had every single like minimum wage job and just Mm -hmm. the way my brain works I just I would like leave every job after like a month (laughs) just because I could not handle it um and so just like when you're when you have less like when you come together and put your resources together as like a community like Somehow, it feels like you have a surplus. You know what I mean? Wow. That's deep. <laughs> well, it's, it's metaphorical, true. but also literally true. Yeah. If you have, like, some food, if you put together a person's food, you have, like, a huge dinner, and you can have leftovers, and everyone can eat, and, like, literally survive to the next day. Yeah. That's usually how, like, poor folks make it. Yeah. yeah. That's how yeah. I got here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. You know how you um, divorced from your parents? Did they try to reach out, like, and mandate, like, you must talk to me? Or there, or they were like, all right, deuces. There was, I think, from, like, I'm, I'm on, okay, I'm on good terms with my mom, but with my dad specifically, I <clears throat> think there was a little bit of, like, a, there was basically, like, a, if you're so good, then leave, and then I left. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then he, that's the line. He was, like, um, he was so <laughs> sure I was going to come back. And I never did. <laughs> it's like, you told me that I could not come back if I left, so I didn't come back. Um, and I think there's there definitely was some, like, I'm sorry, and, like, we can do it differently this time, but, you know, it 
usually like devolved back into just the original relationship of mm-hmm. like exploitation. Mm-hmm. And I think just after a few more cycles of the like going too far over my line and then saying like me ignoring him very obviously and then the sorry, there was a point where I was just like, I think I just stopped answering and I blocked his number. I said he was super, super mad about some super minor thing that I didn't do. That mm-hmm. he, and I was like, I was just like, I did the thing that everyone wants to do is I said, you can't talk to me like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, boundaries. Yeah, I was like, you can't talk to me like that. That's and the guillotine of, like, yeah. child <laughs> And um, <clears throat> I was like, you're being irrational. And I basically did what I was supposed to do anyway. Like, And then he, I think he called me immediately after I sent him the text. And I was like, I know you're going to yell at me. So I didn't answer. <laughs> that, well, that, you did some real power. Pl- I mean, like. <laughs> Those are some strong boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. And I was, then I think I just, from then on, I was like, I'm not going to let this happen anymore. So I think, and then eventually there was like a, there was another, like a month later, like an apology, and then immediately a request for something. Dang. Yeah, that's not an apology. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, Nicole always tells us like, I'll I'll believe an apology when I see change behavior. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bitch, I'm listening. (laughs) Yeah. for a quote. (laughs) Uh, yeah, boundaries are very hard to make with your um, your blood family. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, even my mom laughed at me the other day when I said, um, I am establishing a boundary, and she laughed. And she said, there are no boundaries in, fam- in when it comes to family. I was like, that's why we're messed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the difference, I think, too, is that you can set, in a found family, there's a respect for who you are. And, like, a, yeah. no one is going to, like, no one should invade your personal boundaries that's yeah that's one of the big differences i think let's dive deeper into that what are some qualities you know for those who feel isolated as listeners what are some qualities you can look for in found family members i think it is it's when uh, this is i mean there's a lot there's a lot (laughs) how do you not get exploited um (laughs) that's the first question i think it's about definitely like making sure that there is a mutual, like, giving of energy, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, that's huge. Make sure that you are not just giving yourself 100% to someone who isn't... Reciprocating. Reciprocating, yeah. you know? Not even in, like, a, hey, I gave you something you owe me. But yeah. Even Ooh, just that's like, a huge difference, yeah. E- even, honestly, like, actual sincere gratitude, like, you can tell a difference <laughs> when someone appreciates you and when they will, if they could, they would give you something, you know? Mm -hmm. They would take Mm -hmm. care of you. Um, And I think it's also about that just, like, that you like them. (laughs) That there is, like, a kinderness to Mm -hmm. to your interactions, and, like, you don't feel like you have to pull any punches, even, or even just, like, that you have to, like, monitor what you're saying. If you just kind of want to say something mm-hmm. versus, I mean, you're not like you're. I think you're being annoying right now. Versus, like, I feel like I need some space. Yeah. Like, don't say like you, you don't just say you're annoying me because that's mean. Yeah. <laughs> but that you can set those boundaries and that they will be respected and that you know just I think your body knows when something is wrong. Right. You know, if you feel anxious <laughs> all the time talking to someone, then that probably is not someone who you should include in your circle yeah yeah 
<laughs> or at least in your like inner inner circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have any found family qualities you look for, Nicole? I I do have to um, double on that, like or cosine, whatever. On, uh, <laughs> like equitable energy exchanges yeah. and non toxic communication styles mm-hmm. are very much like a big thing for me, and I love transparency. Transparency. Where like if folks are saying, <clears throat> I'm you know I can't show up for you in the way. Um, that we talked about, like, can we work with, you know, like, just, yeah. um, like, not cutting people off. Yeah. Or, um. <clears throat> I can't do this for you, and here's why. Yeah. Just straight up. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. super, yeah, that's such a good point. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, like, this, um, I call it, like, my guilt scale. Like, um, because being in Filipino homes, like, there's always, like, that, mechanism of guilt like Asian guilt and so when I'm surrounded by people who don't have to make me feel that don't make my um what do you call this like when I'm excessively saying sorry they're just like because I'm a product of a guilty Mm. home (laughs) um I see that as a very like sincere response to me and I'm like okay this is kind of somebody I'd be around because um, they're not trying to control me in that sense, so that's my guilt scale. Yeah, it's manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, like, it's not, like, enthusiastic <clears throat> consent no. or anything. You usually feel good yeah. when yeah. you're talking to someone who, is, who has that familial quality. I think that's something that I, had, I almost, I kind of had to learn, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if you ha- have negative feelings, like, that's not a good sign. Like, if you feel anxious and guilty, like you said, like, that's like think about maybe why yeah right. <clears throat> where is this coming from are you projecting toxic mm-hmm. you know feelings from different pasts that you have or is it like actually like <clears throat> they're doing this and it's making me feel guilty you yeah know what I mean? it makes me think too like in the quest to find found family that there is still a trauma response to things like you do surround yourself around people who may be like your mom or dad but not in a good way mm-hmm. and so like um yeah, until you, until you <laughs> kind of unlearn and process, like, how damaging it's continuing to perpetuate, um, maybe sometimes your found family can continue that, uh, those cycles, not good cycles, set yeah. up for you by... Yeah, that's another thing that I look for in a found family, um, is that we're all on a healing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, <laughs> if you're, if, if y'all are just trauma bonding, but not processing, yeah. trauma, yeah. then, like, I can't fuck with y'all, because mm-hmm. it's bad for my vibes, and then I'm also, um, like, allowing other folks to continue this hurt oh. on each other. Trauma bonding is real, and I mean, I come in and out of trauma bonding because I feel Virgo, you know, Virgo energy in like in the in the rescuing and hero part. Like I, mm. surround, I've mm. I'm notorious for surrounding myself with chaotic people, um, and I'm like, oh no, I've trauma bonded. How do I sidestep out of here? So yeah. You establish boundaries. Yes. Boundaries. Boundaries are really good, you from, guys. From this Pisces and Virgo, yes. <laughs> boundaries are so healthy. Uh, I'm but so glad for them. Don't wall yourself up. Like, you have to put yourself out there sometimes, but take care of yourself, not just, like, not yeah. like how I give everyone my heart in a, <laughs> like, a candy. <laughs> but, um, um, so, in this entire conversation about us giving good recommendations, um, how do you think we're transforming these cultural values um, in a more shared way, shared way. 
I think, like, yeah, the, like, willingness to just give, even if you don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, also allowing yourself to, like, be given things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, that's a huge one. I think that's such a, there's so much etiquette in, at least in the context I grew up in, where, like, you have to say no to something that's being given to you, like, three times. Yes. And you have to let the other person insist on giving it to you. And sometimes you can just do a graceful thank you and accept yes. it. <laughs> that is so hard, especially for uh, generations before us, because, I mean, they fight over the register on who to pay, mm. you know? I mean, one time, like, me and Nicole went out to a coffee shop, and I was like, I got you. And Nicole was like, cool. You know what I mean? It wasn't Yeah, like, it's because I'm broke. <laughs> 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 but Nicole has reciprocated. <laughs> I'm sincerely broke. <laughs> but there are definitely people who are broke and can't afford it and will still Yes, and cough still it pay, up. Yeah. yeah. And pay more than they can. Right. And that's, you know, just let someone give something to you yeah. sometimes. That's a very hard and radical thing to accept because I think there's also negative connotation when you think about like about like my inbox is like oh if I accept something they're going to think I'm needy and this yeah. is a status and it's so layered yeah. and it's like if you need it you Ooh. need it and it's not that you're like needy yeah <laughs> and, yeah. and also it's so weird because our I feel like so much of our culture is like acts of service and like gifts as like you know signs of affection and yet you're like not supposed to like accept them willingly like it's, there's a lot of a, what a tug of war. Yeah, because yeah, like buying boxes are literally just like I love these people at home and I'm gonna like give them stuff for comfort, mm-hmm. like creature comforts. And like then that now I feel guilty for accepting it and I'm poor <sighs> and like it's it's not necessarily like they're giving this to you so like, you'll feel poor. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, that's like some colonial mentality mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Like um like a burnout culture and like capitalism. So, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Let's go down that grocery. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> part two. Yeah. Um, for let's go around the room and just share what kind of wisdom that we've come up with through this conversation together. Mm. I know. This is a lot to digest. I'll start. I mean, I'm very thankful for even knowing you on a deeper level, um, but that even somebody who is younger than me by almost 10 years has taught me. Um, you know, that family not only doesn't have to be by blood, but it can be within conversation. Like, it is, like, as food as it is for found family. So thank you there. <laughs> I think I'm also, there. there is so, I feel like especially if you're, if you're coming from, like, a, a certain kind of upbringing where you are not really valued, you'll kind of see the world as, like, a bunch of people taking things from you. And I've, mm. I've really realized, like, that there are so many people who are giving and who, like, want you to be in their life and who will give you something without stipulation. Mm-hmm. If they can give it to you and they just, like, see that you could use it or that maybe it would be nice, right? <laughs> they'll give it to you. And it's not, like, going to be this whole thing where... In two weeks from now, you have to do, like, you have to bend over backwards to, like, pay it back. Yeah. And, you know, there is a lot of love out there. Like in this room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the world is pretty ugly, uh, for sure. So I love the concept of found family and that, um, and both can exist, like your blood family and your mm-hmm. found family, because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I travel in between those mm-hmm. spaces. 
Um, but the, the, I want to say the biggest difference with like found family is that like y'all found each other. Mm -hmm. We all like, it's very much collective. Like we're coming together to thrive, um, not just survive, but also thrive. We're like, you, you know, like your blood relative is like, well, you have to do this because we're related. Yeah. Like, no, I fucking don't. <laughs> These are hard quotes from real conversations. Yeah, and that kind of devalues yeah. it on both ends. Like, I'm just doing this to you for obligation. You right, know? rather than unconditional love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I like, <clears throat> I kind of like conditional love, like in the terms yeah, of yeah. like having <laughs> boundaries. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like just that fucking excuse. It's like, no, <laughs> that may have worked for you, but that's not working for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Lots of great points, and so we are going to be signing off. So thank you, Vera, for being here. And Nicole, thank you, Vera. Thank you too. It won't be the last, hopefully. I, I don't think so either. Yeah, please <laughs> dial in or call in or DM us. However, wh- whatever decade you're listening to this, in. Um, this is Jean. This is Nicole. I'm Vera, and you're listening to a podcast that will magically disappoint, or maybe not, your found parents. Oh, found parents! Shout out. <laughs>